Welcome to the Film Coterie. I'm Roger. I'm Adam. And this is episode number 73, our Captain Marvel edition. Feels like the summer's already here, except yeah. it's pretty, Yes, it sure does. Pretty damn cold outside. But it's freezing cold out, my friend. Outside of it being in the teens outside here in wonderful Ohio, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing okay, hanging in there, trying to keep warm. Um, hoping that spring is around the corner. And um, with the release of Captain Marvel, our first bona fide maybe blockbuster of the year, um, signs of spring into summer are on the way. Theater owners are certainly hoping so because every weekend has been down this year compared to last year. Sequels are underperforming. That includes Glass, Happy Death Day to You, even uh, I think How to Train Your Dragon 3. Everything is performing well below previous installments all the weekends are down so captain marvel is tracking well and they're just hoping to get butts and seats apparently for this upcoming weekend so is this is this a sign that <clears throat> things are shifting and people are just not you know they're just not going to the theater any longer well we didn't have a star wars movie this year and that helped last year because it carries over well into january and then people may go see some other stuff so I also kind of feel like the offerings haven't been too strong as of late. I don't think this is one of our better January, February months. There's no Deadpool in February, for example. Right. But there has been some really good offerings that we've talked about. You know, there's been a couple good movies that yeah. we've seen, you know. And and outside of Captain Marvel, time, time willing and time available today in this podcast, we might mention one or two others that, you know, at least one that I saw that I thought was really good. So, Yeah. Well, should we just jump right into Captain Marvel? We have a lot to say. I think we have a special announcement first. Oh, we do, Adam. Let our listening audience know what we have going on. So you've heard us talk about Horror 101. That is the special horror series at the Gateway Film Center here in Columbus. Roger and I are going to host an evening there. Yes, very excited. Dracula 1931 is going to open on March 19th. And we're hosting a party that night. So if you come early, we're going to be in the upstairs lounge, hanging out, enjoying some cocktails. And then when the movie starts at 7, we'll, we'll do a quick intro, say hey to everyone, and we'll all enjoy a 35-millimeter presentation of Dracula. I'm so excited. Such a classic and beautiful picture. Um, man, Dracula 1931. What's not to get excited about that, my friend? And oh, and these prints look great. Universal strikes them. They're fairly new. It's going to be beautiful on the screen. And seeing it on the big screen will be great. And it'll be great to see our friends. Hopefully some of y'all will come out and say hi and introduce yourself. And um, we don't bite. We're very friendly. <laughs> so here's an embarrassing story about me and Dracula. Okay. Uh, I was never much in the theater musicals or anything like that. I mean, I grew up on these horror movies. So the music at the beginning I always thought was Dracula's theme. I never knew it was Swan Lake until much later in my life. <laughs> It's okay, my friend. Absolutely. Do Do you have any um, any other uh, <laughs> any other stuff going on with 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 other other genres of horror films? That, the same thing, or? Oh no, that was the main one. I just always thought that was Dracula's theme. Well, the rest of the world probably all knew it was Swan Lake. Well, you know, it is what it is, my friend. <laughs> I think that's the only music in the movie too, except maybe for the ending. You know, I don't remember to be honest with you. I, I remember there's a there's a um, 
a, there is there's a you know it's done 1931 so it wasn't like they were all into scores you know like they do today but i don't remember i i, I can't wait to see it again you yeah know? another reason to watch yeah i i do remember there was something about dracula that fascinated me yet terrified me as a kid you know and i think that's his kind of his appeal um you know, he, he's like, you kind of, you're enamored with him and you think he's kind of cool and, and he's, he's the ultimate ladies man in one sense, you know, you know, he's like this, you know, but yet is deadly and going to kill you. And so that just, I don't know, like Frankenstein, I just always loved and enjoyed. And he's, he's a he's sympathetic a, character. He's a sympathetic monster, you know, yeah. but Dracula was like, dude, growing up, man, he was, whew. He he scared me. Well, another fact about Dracula that's interesting I didn't know until lately is that in Frankenstein you have the opening where the guy comes out and talks to the crowd, what you're about to see, yada, yada. In the original Dracula, they had a coda. They had a guy come out at the end, talk to the crowd, and tell them that vampires are real. That's since been cut and lost to time. No way. Yep. Same idea. That's what we should do. <laughs> Vampires are real. You're hearing it here first. We should have our own film coterie coda. But it was it was too much for the audience, so it, it was removed from the film. Oh my and gosh! It might exist somewhere, but it's not attached anymore. That is crazy. Wow. But I'm very excited for Horror 101. Uh, a lot of great, a lot of great films. March coming 19th. Out. Yeah. And you can get your tickets at the Gateway Film Center if you just go to Coming Soon. You can go forward to that date, and the tickets are on sale. And it's an early, you know, Dracula is only about 70, 80 minutes. It's a short film. It starts at 7, so you'll be done by, we'll be done and out of there by 8.30 or so. Unless you want to hang around with us, we'll we'll have drinks with you afterwards as well, too, if you want to visit. But uh, it'll be fun night, you know. We'll, 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 we'll commandeer the upstairs area and 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 talk talk Dracula, our best Dracula stories. And there might just be a little bit of swag giveaway as well, so... Yeah, there's some swag coming your way if you show up. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, is that going to wrap it up for news and notes? And uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, um, our our main feature tonight is Captain Marvel, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this film. But before we do, why don't we listen to a little bit of Captain Marvel just to put us in the mood, and then we'll come back and get, share our thoughts with you. We will try our best not Adam is really good at not spoiling films. I'm not so good at it. So I'll try my best not to spoil Captain Marvel, but let's listen in and uh, get a little taste of it. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Film Coterie. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. We have no idea what threats are out there. We can't do this alone. I'm not what you think I am. All right, we are back, and we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel, the 21st movie 
in the MCU. It's hard to believe we are 21 movies in to the MCU. I mean, that's almost Bond length, right? <clears throat> wow. It's, it's, it's in a much shorter time frame. Incredible. <laughs> well, three movies a year, you know, oh. if you average two and a half, three movies a year, 10 years, you're at 30 movies, you know? So Captain Marvel is introducing one of the last heroes we need introduced, uh, Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. This is a hero that people have been waiting for. And I'd say comic book fans have been waiting for because I don't know how much presence she has in general pop culture outside the readers of comic books. I don't know. I haven't really seen her in the cartoons. I mean, were you familiar with her ahead of this? No, not not at all. Had no reference for her. <clears throat> Actually thought initially it was a guy that was Captain Marvel. And maybe in one of the early comic book runs it probably was. But I know that her popularity has come as the female version over the years, you know. Well, and there is con- confusion, too, because Captain <clears throat> Marvel is another name for Shazam in the DC universe. Oh, uh, okay. So there we go. Yeah. So here she is, long-awaited. It seems like ages ago since they brought out Brie Larson onto the stage at Comic-Con and said, here's your Captain Marvel. Everyone is excited because she was sort of the dream casting for the role. I mean, as we sit here, we've seen the movie, and I really can't picture anyone else in it. Yep. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to have that <clears throat> that persona, the tough sure. fist clenched. She's kind of got a classic stance that Brie does very well. Mm-hmm. And they kind of do a cool thing in the movie. You see it in the trailer where, you know, she's done this her whole life. She gets up, clenches her fist, and she's ready to go. It's the Marvel pose. Yeah. And I like what the movie does with that. Yeah, absolutely. So this is an origin story. It takes place in the 90s. Now, we're not going to spoil it. Um, we're going to keep general stuff. We're going to talk about what you may have seen in the trailer. We are going to spoil some previous Marvel movies, including the ending of Avengers. Infinity War, if you've not seen that. Yep. But everything else, we'll just keep it light. So this takes place in the 90s. We're finding out her story. She's a Kree commando, but she doesn't remember anything. She's got the classic amnesia that's always very easy to use in origin stories. Oh, yeah. And they're chasing down some scrolls, which are green shapeshifters. Yep. And so this is, for me, having not seen any trailers or anything, was the first real surprise about this movie is how heavy science science fiction it is. It's cosmic. <clears throat> it's co- Cosmic is a much better word, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Physics don't really apply. This is fun comic book cosmic stuff that you've seen in Guardians. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy type stuff, which the... the the scroll and the Cree, I think, are rollovers from. This is the first time we've seen the scroll, but the Cree yeah. have been in the other movies, including some of these characters like Ronan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so beyond just Avengers um, and the the Avengers series, we see tie-ins. Captain Marvel is going to tie in from maybe some other, like you said, other properties that were that maybe we weren't aware of. But <clears throat> I was very surprised that it was kind of very space oriented very cosmic oriented as a film a lot you know i have to say this right up front you know most marvel movies are just so the quality is so good with these films that if you have a scale scale one to ten for me personally they like start at a six even if there's not not a whole lot of anything there it starts at a five six and then they build upon that to a you know, just a great, and so Captain Marvel. I mean, just for what it is, is like a six out of ten, and then some very strong performances from Brie Larson, 
from Samuel Jackson, from Ben Mendelsohn. Um, <clears throat> Marvel loves to tell stories. They love to connect people. They love to humanize um, cosmic, great cosmic things, you know? And they attempt to do that, whether they succeed is up to the viewer, but they attempt to do that in Captain Marvel. And uh, it's very enjoyable to watch. They don't ever lose... They always try to, whether they're successful or not, <clears throat> excuse me, they always try to find the heart of a film. They always try to find some heart somewhere. And Captain Marvel, in my opinion, is no different. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about the cast. We mentioned them. Samuel Jackson, they're using that de-aging technology that we've seen in other movies. And I think it's even better here than it's ever been before because it's not just one scene. Oh, no. Samuel Jackson's de-aged for the entire <clears throat> film. And it's... It's completely convincing to me. There wasn't any shot where I thought it looked wrong or off. Yeah. Now, I will say, um, I thought his performance was great. It's a different Nick Fury than we But it's seen. a different Nick Fury. <clears throat> you know, it's sort of kind of some of his origin story to a degree. And so it's a very, very different. And that's a little off-putting initially to see. It almost seems out of character for him, but we have to realize this is 1995 this isn't 2019, you know. Yeah, and it, what surprised me about the film is it's almost a buddy cop film for a while. Her relationship with Fury as they investigate um, has some familiar vibes. Yep, no, I would agree. Um, other heavy hitters in the movie would be Jude Law <coughs> and Ben Mendelsohn. Jude Law plays Jan Rog, who's Kree, he's leader of the Commandos. And Ben Mendelsohn, who you may know from Rogue One, he played Director Krennic, plays Talos, the leader of the Skrull. Yep. And they're both fighting for her loyalty. We're not going to get into the spoiler territory, but these are the two leaders that she's between. And I thought both of them are excellent in their performance. I thought they were just really, really strong. And Ben uh, Mendelsohn, <clears throat> maybe for the first time in his career, has to act <clears throat> through a mask. Yeah. No, yeah. And he does it. He, yeah. He's able to pull it off. That's not the easiest thing in the world to wear all that latex and everything else no. and, and no. perform. Now, now, Adam, help me. So, so. We have the Marvel story, which is usually pretty strong. We have Marvel, um, the Marvel touch, which is they're going to make a solid film. It's going to look beautiful. It's going to have engaging music. Um, we have a strong cast with strong performances. But for me, <clears throat> and I don't want you to think I enjoyed this film immensely and liked it and will recommend it. But there's something... I can't put my, and we just came from the screening an hour ago, you know, I can't, there's something I can't put my finger on this movie that seems unmarvel like that doesn't feel like a Marvel movie to me. And I don't know if it's because, you know, it can't be the time thing because Captain America went back to World War II, you know, and it felt like a Marvel movie, but, um, I have to say, without spoiling anything, there were a few times in this, when I watched this film, I felt like I was watching a Men in Black film instead of a Marvel film. And that took me out of the experience a little bit. So if I have anything to knock it, it would be that, uh, without getting into any spoilers or anything. But, you know, we we're talking about a cosmic film with creatures and stuff, you know, and... Um, I don't know. There was just something that just seemed to miss a beat somewhere that I can't get my fingers around. I enjoyed this movie, 
but I didn't come out of the theater going, oh man, that movie was awesome. Oh, it was incredible. You know, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I'm with you there. And here's my thoughts on that. We just came out of Avengers Infinity War within the past year. That's such a big epic movie, and we're still waiting for the conclusion, as we have Endgame coming out here next month. Right. So I think it is hard to shift gears from this big epic story that we're all waiting for the we're conclusion We're all hanging on, on that story. To go to this minor story where there's really no stakes. And when I say there's no stakes, we know Captain Marvel's not going to die. Nick Fury's not going to die. The Earth isn't going to get blown up. So it's hard to put anything or anyone in real danger because the audience is never going to buy it. It's not that the movie attempts to do this. Like, No. I kind of called out Solo a little bit for making the trailers look like Chewie was in any danger because we know Chewie survives. Right. So there's no real stakes in the movie. Um, it just feels like such a minor adventure. The plot is nothing great. If you complain about the Marvel formula, it's on full effect here. Yeah. There's a glowing object everyone's chasing and there's no great villain. These are the weaknesses of Marvel movies. It's here. Right. There's no denying that. The story is not that engaging. And if this was not part of the MCU, I don't think it would be as good. Because we like these characters. We like Nick Fury. We like some yes. of the background stuff. We like the Easter eggs. So the background elevates the movie. But overall, I thought the plot was pretty weak. I, I would agree. And it just felt like we were always out of step just a little bit. We were always missing a step. You know, the jokes were were... I mean, I've been in a Marvel. We were in a packed house, and I've been in in a packed house with a, with a Marvel movie. When a joke lands, people roar in the theater. We never had a roar tonight. We had you know general chuckles and some laughs and stuff, but I don't know. There was um, I, I think it. I think it's a. It's not a down on the movie as much as like you said. I think it's a combination of we're stuck in this limbo waiting on Endgame and the, the tidying up of this story. And this is, this, is a, this is an appetizer. This is one of the, is it a course of the movie that might, a course of the, the, the menu that might be forgettable down the road, you know? Like we, we, we forget that we had, you know, the soup between the salad and the bread and whatever to get to the main course. I, I don't know. It's enjoyable. It's fun. Um, it's necessary. It's yes, it is necessary. And when I say that, it's because Captain Marvel's coming back for Endgame. She's going to be in the next Avengers movie. We don't know her. We don't know her powers. We don't know right. where she's coming from. They had to introduce her. So I don't deny that. It was definitely necessary. But it's just a lesser entry in the MCU. I mean, I think back to Thor, the first one. Fine. I mean, that's not a movie I'll throw on, but I'll I'll happily throw on Thor Ragnarok. Even the first Captain America is okay to me. It's okay, but, but it's, I love Winter Soldier. Winter it, it got way, us to Winter Soldier, yes. which is a phenomenal film. Yes. So that's kind of where I'm left at at Captain Marvel is that this was necessary. We had to get it out of the way. Everything's fine. Some things are good. It's fine to good. Yeah. But the next movie they do with Captain Marvel could be the next Winter Soldier. It's a great character. We're going cosmic, and they could do something really special with her now that we've set it up. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, you know, without getting into any more spoilers directly, but to say, I, I, if you're a fan of the universe, you need to, the extended universe, you need to go see this. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. 
Um, and of course, you need to stick around until the lights come up. You should you should know that by now because there are there are some bumpers at the end. Some well, you know we can say there's two. Yeah, there's one in the middle and one at the end. And in typical Marvel fashion, the one the beginning one is the important one, and the last one is just a little comic thing. Played for a joke. Played for a joke. Now let's um, talk about families. Maybe is this a movie that you could take a family to? Depending on their ages, we can discuss that. I mean, yeah, I think you could. There's, there's, there is some language in this film that's, you know, that they, they. I'm sure this is PG-13 with some of the language that's in the film, specifically one character in general, which was, I think, the, one of the funniest laughs of the whole movie for me. But anyway, getting away from that, um, you, you could. But do you think some of the buddy cop elements would kind of? younger kids would be kind of bored and well let me say this so we were sitting on an end seat um surprisingly people in a marvel movie will sometimes leave before all the credits have run there were a lot of families coming by us there were a lot of kids there tonight yeah a lot of kids and i saw a little girl that was really excited that was was talking to her mom just in uh, in a flurry of words saying did you see that did you see she could do this she could do this the kid just had a superman moment that maybe we had when we saw yeah. Clark Kent take off and become Superman. So this girl seeing Captain Marvel come into her own, let's be honest, Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful entities in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I saw that impact on her as she was leaving, and that's, that's exciting. I think this is a good movie for children, and especially maybe for girls, to see this super powerful hero. Yep. No, I would agree. I think that's I think that's great. I, I'm glad you got I didn't get to see that, so I'm glad you saw that, and... Uh, um, yeah, for that alone, then it would be worth going to go see. Yeah, and absolutely. good message, good characters. Oh yeah, I mean it's it, a typical it, Marvel becoming Marvel, a hero. Yep, it's the Marvel way, absolutely. And let's be honest, if you were in a situation where there was no win, and you're facing down certain demise, I mean, are there any heroes you'd rather see show up in Captain Marvel at this point to have your back? Well, let me just let me let me just say this, okay? I knew nothing about her before the movie, having seen her come into her powers. Photon beams right out of the hands. Yeah, Thanos better watch out if she's in, <laughs> yeah. if she has a large role in Endgame because she is not to be messed with. A- absolutely. I mean, whoo, yeah, she's she is um, she's every bit. I'll say this: she's every bit on par with Thor and all of his godlike powers and godlike in in in, 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 in you know godlike ability to withstand anything. Um, yeah, we're in for something with Endgame if she's in this. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know. Is there much more to say about Captain Marvel, Adam? Well, one last thing we've discussed when we talk about these movies is that if you're not a fan of the MCU, can you watch this movie? And I got to be honest with you, I, I don't think you're going to get much from it because yeah. it relies pretty heavily on the previous films. I mean, the story does stand on its own, but it's not going to have the same payoffs for you as for someone that's liked and enjoyed the other 20 films. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think it really stands on its own, and it's not a good entry point. No. No, absolutely not. So so there it is. I think if you're a fan of what they've done, it's a must-see. We like it. We're recommending it. But if you're not a fan of these Marvel movies, this one is not going to win you over. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Captain Marvel. We're going to take a quick break and come back. You're listening to The Film Coterie. <laughs> It, 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 it,
Okay, so Adam, this is kind of our coming attractions, but I thought we'd also take a minute and talk about some other films we've seen in the theater. Just mentioned those, and so yeah. Um, so you've seen the third How to Train Your Dragon, yes. And then I had the chance last week to check out Greta. So let's do maybe a, a minute review of each one of those. That sounds good. I can go first if you yeah, want. Go for it. Um, How to Train Your Dragon. I loved the first one. I loved Hiccup's story and um, the, the the his the journey of finding the dragon that he related to and and you know the journey of kind of adolescence and becoming a man in your own identity so i just loved the first how to train your dragon loved the special effects loved everything about it and so i went into this one with a little trepidation thinking oh what will i think of this one you know um and just i mean it's a great movie they just knock it out of the park again fresh story a, a a a improved you know kind of a this is now all of these characters are now older they're now young adults you know and they face different challenges different different issues and uh you know uh, hiccups dad is gone and you know i mean there's just there's 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 just a lot going on that's heartfelt there's some incredible incredible um breathtaking imagery of some flying I I never thought they could top the original flying scene when he when he first gets on on the, the uh, night fury and flies for the first time I thought that 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 was one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen in the theater and there's another scene above the clouds that is just gorgeous I mean they just know how to whatever with my palate at least just really kind of bring it home good story funny story the characters remain funny um good um uh, a good villain that is um believable to an extent um good message of of empowerment and everybody has to find their own path and make their own way and that what we relied on while we were growing up we have to kind of let go of as we become adults you know and so um just a great movie highly recommend it um, I would have loved it. I would have rated this a perfect movie if they would have cut the last five minutes out of the movie, but that's just my personal taste. You know, because this is targeted toward kids and much more of a family structure, we sometimes have to wrap everything up and tie it all up neatly and, and give us a feel-good moment. So you don't get those awkward questions about right. why, did, why did this have to happen? Yes. Why, why couldn't did, they just stay together? Yes, exactly. So... Outside of that, I mean, easily four and a half stars for me. Loved this film. It's right now in my best of 2019. And highly, highly recommend How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I think it's called, maybe. So, yeah, great, great movie. So what was your experience with Greta? I, I was unfortunately out of town and couldn't see it. So Greta had an intriguing premise. Great poster, by the way. It has a, a purse on a hook. So Greta is played by Isabelle Huppert, the French actress, and she's an older lady that's just looking for friendship. So she leaves these purses around, and people find them and bring them to her, and she gets her claws in them. She wants to be their friend, and she's just not so good at letting them go if they don't want to be her friend. Thriller, horror. Um, I was very much into it from the first act. The performances are strong. Chloe Grace Moretz from, you know her from, she was just in Suspiria. She made her name as Hit Girl. Back in the kick-ass movies. Okay. She plays the Midwesterner girl. It's New York. Doesn't know danger. 
she's got a wiser roommate that's telling her this is crazy. So there's some fun there. I just don't think it went weird or messed up enough. I wanted it to be trashier. Okay. If that makes any sense. It okay. plays it pretty serious. It's completely predictable, and it just sort of falls apart. But I love the fact that Isabel Huppert, of all people, is game for this script. She's having fun. She's kind of doing a Nick Cage thing going where she gets crazier and crazier. I just wish the movie was better around her. I see. Um, I'd say it's a fine Netflix watch once it hits. I think it's going to be out of theaters quick. I didn't see it lighting up any box office fires, but I don't think it's a bad Netflix watch. Okay. Excellent. So that's a couple films. One a family film, one more of a thriller. <laughs> it's also know. a family film. <laughs> yes. She wants to make her family, but it is rated R. It is a yes, thriller, absolutely. horror-style movie. And so... Um, and speaking of horror... Yes. Next weekend, March 15th, I will now be at Horror Hound weekend in Cincinnati. Oh, nice. It was a last-minute thing. I literally made my travel plans in the parking lot before the movie tonight. Got the hotel room. So if you're in Horror Hound next weekend, say hey. There you go. Sounds great. Um, Adam, anything exciting on the radar coming up in the next next couple weeks? What do we have on the what do we have coming up? April is just stacked. We already talked about Avengers, we have Hellboy, and we have Shazam. So lots of bigger budget movies are coming, hopefully to break us out of the box office slump. So maybe as we uh, watch these mega blockbusters that are being released, we can maybe catch another something smaller, like a How to Train Your Dragon or a Greta that <laughs> you we just called How to Train Your well, Dragon. It's smaller. It's not. It's gonna probably do a hundred million. But <laughs> well, no, I mean, bo- I mean, it's expensive. This yes. is a big budget animation. It's a big budget animation. But maybe we can find some other films to kind of tag along with these in the month of April as well. So awesome. So if folks want to reach out to the Film Coterie, how can they get a hold of us? We're on Facebook. If you just go to facebook.com backslash filmcoder, you'll find our page. Like us, follow us, tell us what movies you're watching, what we should be watching. We're also on all the other social media, so we use the same handle. It's at yep. filmcoterie. We are on the gram. And we're on Twitter and Instagram. There you go. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of The Film Coterie. What did you think of Captain Marvel? What did you think of How to Train Your Dragon? What did you think of Greta? Get on Facebook, give us a holler, let us know. We always enjoy interacting with you who love movies as much as we do. All right, for Adam, I'm Roger. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll see you next time.